Amen. Amen. I tell you what, Ben, keep your musicians here. All right, just uh, your choir can go. Just keep the musicians. If you need to find a stool, I don't know how long it's going to be. We'll see. They just sang our text, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Say it with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's something that all of us really, really hate. And what we really hate is we hate vulnerability. We spend our life trying to mitigate vulnerability. We don't want to be vulnerable, right? We don't want to, we don't want to be in a place. We like to be in control. We like everything under control. We like everything managed. We like everything to be good. David was a shepherd who had become a king who as a king found himself in an extraordinarily vulnerable place. And sitting somewhere, I don't know where, we don't know where, sitting somewhere but vulnerable, worried, stressed, he's thinking about his own childhood, his own, his own uh, life experience of, of taking care of these sheep. It would have been that he would have left his father's house with all the sheep, in the spring, they would have wandered up, up the mountains through the summer, got up to the high meadows. Late in the fall, they would have begun to make their way back, and it was his responsibility to make sure they had good, good path, make sure they had a good place to eat, make sure they had good, clean water, keep the, keep the, the, uh, the predators away, to take care of the parasites, the flies, the bugs, the things that would get in their, their uh, nasal cavities. Aren't you glad you came to church to learn that this morning? <laughs> bugs in your nose. It was David, they would, they would make, so it was a journey. They would leave the farm, they would go up the mountain, they would come back just in time for winter, they'd keep all the sheep at the ranch, and then next spring they'd do it all over again. And David knew, what, knew how hard he worked. He knew how much he cared. He knew how close he was to those sheep. He knew he took really good care of them. And he's sitting in a very vulnerable place in his life. And he's sitting in a place where he feels like, man, this thing might just be, this thing might be over. And he goes, wait a minute. The Lord's my shepherd. And David gives us a picture of something about vulnerability. Here's the, here's, the, here's the two things about vulnerability that, that we all need to know. Number one, we're all vulnerable and we don't want to be. Everybody say, and. Sitting here this morning, I, I spoke to a friend of mine who was here in the last service. He's young and he buried his wife on Thursday from cancer. And way too young, way too young. 
Broken marriages, broken homes, broken families, job problems, fear. We lay in bed and we feel the vulnerability. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Is this just me and that one guy? Is there more than us? Okay, I thought so. We're all vulnerable and we don't really like it. But here's the second thing you need to know about vulnerability. That's exactly where God wants us. We hate it. God likes it. You say, what do you mean? You want, God wants me to be miserable. God wants me to be scared. God wants me to be frightened, like skittish. God wants me to have all kinds. No, 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 no. No, here's, here's the deal. This is, David gives us the picture of what God wants. This is the picture. It's in these opening words. The Lord. Who is the Lord? He made 250,000 times 250,000 stars times 250,000, and each one is bigger than the sun. That guy. The Lord. The one who created everything that is, the Lord, the one who is not vulnerable, has no vulnerabilities, cannot be vulnerable, is absolutely in control. The, the one who is, who is and was and is to come, the one who has formed everything that you see, the Lord is the shepherd. He's, he's the one who, who's responsible for getting us out of the ranch, walking us up the mountain. Making sure we have good food, good water. We're protected from the vultures and the, and, and the predators. He's the one that keeps the parasites off of us. He's the one that makes sure we feed. He's the one that turns us around and gets us back. And he's the one who's going to take us all the way safely back home. The Lord. And David said, it's mine. The king. David was a king. David was important. David was pretty powerful. He had an army. And he had a lot of money. And how many of you know that it doesn't matter how far we go in life, we're still vulnerable are you with me this morning and I don't know I don't know what your I don't know what your vulnerability is this morning but here's what I do know that God is moving moving in our midst in this day and in these times and God wants to do something fresh and powerful in your life you know a locked door can be an open door right I came back from my little in between service routine, I run next door, take care of business, and I come back, and the door was locked because we have a good security team. And so I'm like, ah, so I, now I got to walk around and come in like all the rest of you. <laughs> and I, I, the door was locked, and I turned left, and this happened, at, this happened after the 930 service, like 45 minutes ago. And I lock, the door locks, and I go to walk around. And a lady says to me, my husband and I have been here three weeks. He, he's up in years. He has a prosthetic leg. And she said, he just raised his hand in the service, and he doesn't feel worthy. Can you pray with him? And Charles gave his heart to the Lord sitting there in a car about 45 minutes ago. And he said, he said, Pastor, he said, he said what, what we all can say, right? And I assured him of that. He said, I've, I've been a sinner. I've been a bad sinner. I said, so am I. So have I been. Amen. And he prayed. I said, Charles, we're doing baptism at 11. We'll catch you next week, maybe. But he wants to be baptized. Because the reality is, listen, listen. The reality is, I don't know his story. I, I know a little bit of his story. But I know this, he's no different than anybody else here this morning. And we come in here and he sat against a wall in a chair with a whole bunch of other people in the last service. And he sat there vulnerable and hungry and desperate. And this is a man that's been pretty, pretty successful as the world counts success. 
But, but he sat there vulnerable. And he's sitting there like some of you sitting here this morning. And some of you in the chapel. And some of you online. And this is the message. We are vulnerable. And God wants us to totally rely on him. Let me give you the sermon in one slide. Can I give you the sermon in one slide? It's not shorter sermon. It just makes you think it is. No, it actually is a shorter sermon. Our vulnerability should drive us to dependence upon the Lord, which will create intimacy with Him, and it will allow us to experience His sufficient provision for everything in our life. If you have any, if you have any, if you have anywhere in your life this week that you say, yeah, whew, I'm, I'm exposed there with a risk, there's a risk, I'm a little vulnerable, just raise your hand, be, be vulnerable and raise your hand, say, I got some vulnerabilities. Vulnerability, insecurity, does one of two things. Insecurity in the flesh drives us to arrogance. You know, it's the kid on it's a kid on the playground that is that is thinks he might get beat up. So what does he do? I'm big and bad. I'll beat up anybody. In his heart, he's saying, "Dear God, help nobody swing at me because I might die." <laughs> right? Because Insecurity, vulnerability in the flesh produces arrogance. Ah, I'll do this. Don't you push me in the corner. I'm coming out. So- Listen, insecurity and vulnerability done God's way produces reliance and dependence upon God. And it, it, it's what causes a king who has all the money on the earth and all the power on the wor- in the world, a king to say, oh God, Here I am sitting in a cave, and I'm a sheep, and I need you to be my shepherd. And we don't like to be sheep. Sheep are dumb. Sheep are defenseless. Guy was telling me, Pedro was telling me, he was at the auction yesterday. He's a big farmer there. He's a lot of things, but he said, man, the sheep couldn't even go out the door because nobody was leading them. They were just herded up by the door. And he said, some guy was behind him going, let's go, let's go. He said, fine, when somebody got ahead of them, they're dumb, they're defenseless. You know what? Does that encourage your ego this morning you came to church? You're dumb and defenseless? No, what I'm saying is, my point is, we've all been there. We know. I don't care how cool you look this morning, how beautiful you are. I don't care how much education or money you have. Here's the reality. Your facade only covers up what all of us are dealing with, and that is without God, we're helpless. Right? And David said, I, the king who's rich and powerful, I'm a sheep. And God, you're my shepherd. And you took me out on this journey. And then he begins to describe how good God is to all of his sheep. And uh, sometimes you can read that and you can say, surely I'll win the lottery. My kids will be healthy. I will have no problems ever in my life. I just made that up. (laughs) How many of you know that's not what that means? Is that your experience? Is that your Christian experience? No, this is what it means. This, This is what it means. That as long as I have his branding on me. He's going to get me out there and he's going to get me back home. The provision the provision of God is for those who trust him, surrender their life to him, 
have faith in him, are humble, yield and obey him. The provision in these verses, and I don't have time to go through them, but let me just mention a couple of them. I said it's the provision that's going to get us all the way out there and all the way back. It's for the entire journey. The provision of the Lord is moment by moment. Did you know God will never bless us beyond the place where we trust where we trust in him? In other words, God is not going to give us more He's not going to give us so much that we don't depend on him because the greatest desire of God is that we depend upon him, right? And so we want God to give us, we want God to give us, I don't know about you, I want God to set me up and then go help you. Are you with me? God set me up and then you go help Wiley. Don't need to give me all good and then you go help somebody. I'm not, I sound like crude. I mean, maybe thinking, you're a pastor. You're saying, I'm just saying that this is how we live. Lord, would you solve all my problems so I can go on with my life and have a nice time? And what we're really saying is, Lord, can you get me to the place where I don't have to trust in you anymore? Guess what God wants? He wants his children, his sheep. He wants us to follow him, and he wants us to trust in him. And he'll never bless us out of love. He'll never bless us to the place where we don't have to trust in him anymore. So here's a good word. The more you trust in God, the more he can trust you with. David said, uh, you you caused me to lie down in green pastures. uh, What do you picture when you picture green pastures? I picture, you know, rich green clover that's rubbing on the sheep's belly about that deep. That's what I picture, right? It's like lush. It's like, don't mow it. It's just beautiful. It's like a hayfield. I was, I was doing some research on this, and they said, this is a green pasture. They showed a picture of a green pasture. It was the rocky side of a brown desert hill. Like, what are they eating, rocks? <laughs> and and, and the, the guy described that the Mediterranean, the moisture from the Mediterranean, you're going to be so glad you came to church to learn this today, the moisture from the Mediterranean would blow in off, the, off of the Mediterranean and it would hit these mountains. And the moisture would hit the rocks and it would drop down. And they zoomed in and they showed up close in the Middle East, showed up, up close. And there were these tufts of grass that were growing out of the rocks. And there was actually in this, in this, in this uh, uh, presentation that I was watching, they had, a, they had actually a, some sheep herders out there herding sheep across this mountain. And they're just walking at a nice steady pace. And they're getting one mouthful at a time. One mouth, and he said, that's green pastures in this place. And here's what the point is to me, is God doesn't want to just give us everything we're ever going to need for our life because then we wouldn't trust in him. God says, here's a mouthful. You need some more? Here's a mouthful. Here's a mouthful. And if you need something in 10 minutes, you just keep following the shepherd, and the shepherd will continue to lead you in green pastures along the still waters. God doesn't want to just give us, you know what we want? I want God to set me up. God just set me up. I can just, what I'm really saying is God just set me up so I don't have to trust you anymore. I, I just want, I just, Lord, I just want you to make it easy on me so I can get on with my life as though my life outside of him is something that I really ought to want. And what God is saying is, no, no, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. David said, you're, the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want because he's going to take me moment by moment, step by step, day by day, 
He's going to give me just what I need. One rabbi said, worry is dealing with tomorrow's problems on today's pasture. And God is saying, no, I just want you to trust me. Listen, church. Listen, church. This is what we need. We need men and women who just simply say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. Doesn't mean we're not vulnerable. Doesn't mean we're all calm. Everything's calm, calm. It means we can be content and it means we can be at peace and we can have the security and the blessing of God in our life, whether we're in the high mountains or we're in the valley of the shadow of death. David, David gives us two analogies in here. One of them is the shepherd, and the other one is the, the other one is the feast. The God's provision rescues and renews, it protects in our darkest hour. God's provision is abundant and generous. He said, you prepare a table for, for me in the presence of my enemies. How many of you know that God has good things for you in your darkest moment? If Christianity doesn't work in the dark, it's no good. But I got news for you. Christianity was born in the dark. And it is good. Christianity, God has, God has abundant provision for us in our darkest hour and God's provision will get us all the way back home. Are you vulnerable this morning? Are you vulnerable? We've got a baptism, do don't we? So we're going to do that. But I want to sing a little bit, just a little chorus or something, surely goodness. And then uh, here's what I want us to do. I want us just to sing a little bit of that chorus again. And I want to ask you this question. Can you say with David, the Lord is my shepherd? The Lord's not everybody's shepherd. The Lord's not everybody's shepherd. What do you mean, Pastor Troy? The Lord's not everybody's shepherd. See, see, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice in John chapter 10. Jesus said, my sheep follow me. So listen, we need faith. We need trust. We need obedience. We need surrender. We need to say, Lord, I'm vulnerable, and you tell me it's okay, so here I am. I need some tough of grass for this moment, and Lord, tomorrow I'll trust you for the battles that I face tomorrow. I'm going to live a life of trust and obedience to the Lord. Our prayer team is here somewhere. And I, want, I believe that while we sing this, I want to give you an opportunity. If you say, you know what, I've just got things I need prayer with today. I need prayer today. Uh, Matthew, can you tell our prayer team? Yeah, there. Tell our prayer team we need our prayer team in here. Uh, would you Would you stand with me this morning? And, and listen, while we sing, if you say, you know what, I just need prayer. I got vulnerabilities. I got fear and weakness. I got challenges. Our prayer team is going to be here, and we want to pray with you. We have staff that's here. We want to pray with you as we sing this little chorus. Would you come and let us just pray with you this morning? And then we're gonna. If you're not a Christian this morning, you can surrender your life to Jesus. We're going to be, do some baptisms in a moment for those that have been prepared. Hey, we'll, we'll get you in in your nice pretty suit if you want. I don't care. But listen, here's the deal. What is going on in our life that we need the Lord's help with? I need the Lord this morning. I'm vulnerable, and I'm here to say, Lord, lead me, guide me. I'm going to follow you. For more information about Eastlake Community Church, please visit us online at eastlake-church.com or find us on your favorite social media platform at EastlakeSML. 
Thanks for joining us.